Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey there. My name's Michael Laminato, and this is Sprint Day at the 2023 United States Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And on today's episode, Max Verstappen wins again and by a lot, putting paid to any idea that Red Bull Racing might have any weaknesses at the Circuit of the Americas. It was an interesting battle for the podium, with Ferrari, Mercedes and McLaren all competing for second place, setting up what should be an interesting Grand Prix. But let's be honest, it wasn't a classic sprint, and after devoting the entire Saturday to the short format, questions will be asked about whether more tweaks are needed. So to fill us in on how Sprint Day went down, let's hear now from your host in the Austin paddock. It's Julianne Serasoli. It wasn't exactly a sprint classic we had this Saturday in Austin, but as always, it gave us many indications on what to expect for the race this Sunday. So number one, it will be hard to hold Max Verstappen, who dominated the sprint and is starting sixth this Sunday. Number two, pole position Charles Leclerc will have a defensive race as Ferrari shows signs of being struggling with the tire degradation even in the sprint race. And number three, Mercedes, or should I say Lewis Hamilton, has a strong pace in Austin. But first, let's talk about the sprint itself. Austin didn't seem to be the best place for a sprint, and I'll explain why. It's a track where tires suffer a lot from overheating, especially this weekend, because it's not a secret, it's been very, very hot this weekend. Even though there was a, a thin cloud cover during the sprint, track temp was around Uh, 37 degrees so it was hard to control the tire temperatures especially if you had to push and that's why I don't think it's a good combination because the sprint works if drivers can push if it's a no push race more laps will be needed to create the differences which will then lead to more action and let's remember in Austin you don't need a huge performance difference to overtake it's only 0.7 that you need to overtake another car so Austin would be a good track for overtaking but for a sprint we need that and also tires that can be pushed and tires cannot be pushed in Austin especially in the heat that we are having this weekend we did have some action and the crowd sounded very very excited when we look at the grandstands we can see a lot of Hamilton shirts but it's Checo fans that you hear the most as super loud. By the way, this combination made me think it's possible that this is the reason why I heard so much cheering when Verstappen had a deleted lap on Friday. This Saturday, Checo's move on Piastri was super celebrated on the grandstands and I also heard the crowd reacting when Norris got past 
signs. So Norris, another driver with a lot of following in Austin. There were some other good fights too. Tsunoda and Magnussen, Joe and Magnussen. Daniel Ricciardo did a nice overtake on Lance Stroll on his comeback race or comeback sprint. And he was actually glad that he was back during a sprint weekend because he was able to do only 19 laps before doing a whole Grand Prix. And he said everything was fine with his hand. Daniel also gave uh, an interesting insight about the track. He said the tires were overheating quite quickly during the sprint and temperature would fluctuate a lot. So performance was also fluctuating a lot. I think this helps us to understand why we see such big differences between teammates in Austin. Drivers are always saying that it's a very technical track with different lines that you can pick and it's hard to get everything together for a quality lap. We've seen that with two qualifying sessions this weekend. But it's also not very easy to judge how hard you can push on your tires. So we see drivers making a difference there with different approaches for the same problem. And after two qualifiers, it's funny to notice that the top four drivers were the same if we considered Max deleted time on Friday. So Max, Leclerc, Norris and Hamilton. They have been a step ahead compared to their teammates this weekend. On that note, Lewis Hamilton said he was too aggressive at the beginning and that was intentional. He said he wanted to be as close as possible to Max in order to, in his own words, see what the car was doing. Remember yesterday, uh, I said Lewis was super happy with one of the only upgrades that worked in the last two years, but today he elaborated that a little bit more. He said the car is still the same. It still has the characteristics that are bad and a lot needs to be changed. But this was a small step and a step in the right direction. Uh, but he did like the pace. He's aimed for the race. He's going to start in third position in the race. So his aim is to get rid of second place Norris and pole position Leclerc quickly and hope that something or someone delays Verstappen. It's hard to think what or who could do it, as we know how good Verstappen is when he has to do this kind of recovery races, but it's Hamilton's only chance for a win or even think about a win. Knowing Hamilton stayed close to Verstappen because he was being aggressive and also knowing he paid with tire degradation at the end of the sprint, it's a bad news for Ferrari. Because Leclerc's pace was dropping compared to Hamilton's in the last five laps or so, showing Ferrari's own tire issues, which were expected due to the car's setup with less rear wing. But seeing this kind of dag uh, during the sprint is not good at all, because there were only 19 laps and the car started the sprint with 35 kilos of fuel. So if you think about the heavier car in the Grand Prix, in the beginning of the Grand Prix, this wear tends to increase. Leclerc was trying to see the bright side and said Ferrari is the, the only team with the race information on both compounds, as Carlos Sainz was the only driver on the softs. But at the same time, I'm not really sure we're going to see the softs on Sunday because it should be warmer, which then favors the harder tire. On the other hand, Leclerc has straight line speed in his favor, straight line speed which helps Sainz not to be 
eaten alive by everyone this Saturday with the soft tires. That's why he thought it would happen when he realized he was the only one on the softs. He questioned why Ferrari was the only one that had the information that this would be a good idea. And he said, I am defending all the time. That's the story of my season. I'm defending from everyone and everything. That's what Carlos Sainz said after the sprint. The circuit was super packed this Saturday, although I tried to find out how many people were there and the circuit simply didn't have this information. The parkings were full, invited guests were having to pay for shuttles or walk, so it was a bit messy. The paddock was super busy. If it was busy on Friday, you can imagine how it was on Saturday and how it will be this Sunday, right? But I struggled to find celebrities. Gopher Rory McIlroy was invited by Alpine and attracted a lot of people to their hospitality. But there were no really big names on the grid, which is weird for Austin. Maybe they are waiting for Vegas. Who knows? I think we will discover very soon. The paddock is actually full of commercial partners from the teams. So that meant I really struggled to find somewhere to watch the Rugby World Championship semi-final England versus South Africa. Some teams like McLaren and Williams were showing it, but had so many guests they couldn't host our group. So we ended up finding a streaming service, not very legal, and watched at the media center. So we started with two to three people and it ended with about 15 people glued to the laptop as South Africa turned things around in the last few minutes. It was a great match. The funny fact is that one PR, that I'm not naming here, said he would rather not let us watch the game at his team because if England won, the English would be unbearable. And of course, he was Scottish. <laughs> Coming back to F1, two things are certain this Sunday. It will be hard to hold Max Verstappen and everyone will close the weekend either at the Blind Pig Pub that I prefer to call the piggy place, and everybody knows what I mean. They say, oh, Sunday night, piggy place. Yes, or Pete's Piano Bar, or both. Anyway, bye-bye, and I hope you enjoy the race. Thanks very much to Julianne, who's in Texas this weekend, bringing us the latest from the Austin Paddock. Don't miss an update from the United States Grand Prix by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. While you're there, check out the Pit Pass Motorsports blog, powered by Podium Life, featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. You can also keep up to date with goings-on between episodes by following Julianne on social media. Just check the links in the show description. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.